Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report, and more specifically, the Magic Round Preview. The NRL competition, there's no doubt about it, from this point on, uh, the level, it lifts. They're going to be going to that next level, we're going to see who can keep up with the pace, and really push toward a premiership, of course, Origin, still to come. Uh, There is plenty ahead of us in this competition, after a first third of the competition, that's thrown up plenty of surprises. Now everyone is going to be gathered, except for Newcastle, in the one place this weekend, Magic Round, Brisbane, Australia, in Queensland. Beautiful place to be. Uh, So everyone there for Magic Round. You've got top of the table, Brisbane Broncos, taking centre stage, alongside the new kids on the block, under Wayne Bennett, uh, the Dolphins, no doubt, going to be a huge feature of this season's magic round. Uh, You have some huge games, none more so than the Melbourne Storm and the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who you'd have to say are the form side of the competition right now. You have State of Origin around the corner, talk around who plays 5-8 for the Blues out of Jerome Luai, Nico Hines. Also something not getting talked about as much is who plays number nine for the New South Wales Blues. Api Corusau, Damian Cook, and a few others in contention. Uh, And for Queensland, do they stick true and solid with Kellen Ponga, or do they pull the trigger on Reese Walsh? A lot of origin talking points coming up. Of course, the news around Josh Schuster, Tigers targeting him, attitude doesn't seem to be quite in the right place. And I think for Manly to really have a crack at the Premiership this year, they need a fully fit and firing Josh Schuster. Uh, But there's been a lot of talk around that, and I'll talk a bit more about that during the Manly game. Of course, as for what's in store today, going through each of the games, uh, taking a look maybe at a couple of the team changes, and of course it's Magic Round, so there's a lot of fanfare. Every team is still in with a shot in this competition, even the Tigers, who need to get on a run from Magic Round onwards, and the biggest takeaway leading into Magic Round Wins and losses now matter more than ever. Look at the ladder, look at teams who drop after a loss, and teams who rise significantly after a win. That is going to be the theme of this season, so wins and losses, very important. Uh, And look, there's nothing else to do now, but get amongst it. I'm going to go through all eight games, of course, the Newcastle Knights with the bye, but now there's nothing else to do, but get amongst it. This is the NRL Magic Round Preview. Kicking us off in Brisbane this weekend, Friday, 6pm. So no Thursday night game. They've been packing all of this magic into three days. We have the 13th placed Bulldogs coming off a very resilient win against the Dragons. And with that, the Bulldogs, in terms of competition points, 
Look, they don't have the best for and against, but everyone, and this is so exciting, is still in with a shot of playing finals, Bulldogs included. I mean, that was a massive win in terms of their 2023 season to get it done over the Dragons. Now they're going to be taking on the Canberra Raiders. 11th place, seemingly, this whole Jack Whiten saga. We're starting to put it all behind us, uh, but there's still a lot to play out this season. Both teams travelling to Queensland, and the winner of this, they really do move forward and start to get more relevant in the finals mix. So 6pm, 13th placed Bulldogs, the 11th placed Raiders. And I'll just check out a bit of team news first. Braden Burns for the Bulldogs was outstanding in their last game, uh, but he is out with a knee injury. However, they do get a boost in the back line with Jacob Kiraz. Uh, he is coming into the side. Massive inclusion, especially when you consider Josh Adokar out. So they need all of their stars they can get. Not just their marquee elite level stars, uh, but also some of these really good young kids they have to keep on the park like Kiraz and Jacob Preston. There's also going to be another return. Max King was out last weekend. Uh, so Harrison Edwards took his place, but now Max King back into the side. And Carl Oluwapu making his debut. Uh, there is still much more to come. I think Oluwapu and Burton are the long-term halves combination that can really get the Bulldogs up toward a premiership. So exciting to see that Oluwapu playing his second game off the bench. And there's another player coming off the bench, big Franklin Pele. So Bulldogs, some of their big names still out, but they're getting some really important fringe players. And I mean, Jacob Kiraz has turned himself into an elite player. He's no longer a fringe player, but someone like Franklin Pele may not get spoken about a lot, but he is going to add a lot of starch in the middle, throw in a returning Max King, and Bulldogs are going to be up for this one. They've shown a lot of heart to this point in the season, but when it comes to the team lists, there's probably no more notable inclusion in this game than Xavier Savage, who a lot of people would have thought would come straight back into that fullback role. That is not the case. Uh, with Chevy Stewart as well, young kid waiting in the wings, it looks like that's the direction Raiders are going to go. Xavier Savage on the wing, Seb Chris at fullback, uh, so Albert Hopawati drops out, and I love Albert, uh, but yeah, I feel this is huge. Xavier Savage, I think Raiders have shown their hand. Chevy Stewart, not ready for first grade yet, uh, but he seems to be the long-term guy. So Savage onto the wing where they'd need a bit of X-factor on that wing. That allows Jared Croker to stay in the side because Seb Chris, it'd be a tough decision. Seb Chris probably gets picked at left center over Croker. Uh, but Chris really warming in to that fullback role, starting to get going. So they've left him back there. That could be the case for the rest of the season. Uh, but Xavier Savage, still a fullback option, named on the wing here. Uh, I think he's gonna score a try. He's very electric. I have high, high praise for Xavier Savage. Uh, Artem Mariota as well. He was my one to watch for the Raiders going into the season. He comes into the side with Corey Harawera Naira being dropped. Started the year at lock. Corey Horsburgh won that position. Was moved back to the bench. And I honestly feel that Corey, 
He is best as an edge back rower. I like him running lines on the right hand side, but they've got Elliot Whitehead there. So I wonder whether we see Harawera Naira move on because I think he's more than capable of being a back rower uh, for one of those sides. Maybe even Panthers bring him back, not to start, but Liam Martin has had some issues. They've of course got Zach Hosking. I don't know, but yeah, Corey Harawera Naira dropped. So that is an interesting one. And those are the teams. Jumping into the actual game though, that is getting us started for Magic Round, there is so much importance on the result here. As I said, the competition is going to that next level now. Magic Round, all the fans there, all eyes are on the teams this weekend. There's no escaping criticism. And yeah, I think whoever wins this gets a massive confidence boost. Bulldogs especially. Because Bulldogs, look, they have a lot of injuries. I'm not willing to count them out in the finals race, but I've always said 2024 is when I think they're going to start to click. But a win here for the Bulldogs could really change that. They're starting to slowly get guys back. And who knows, even if Adokar and Kikau return at the back end of the year, if Bulldogs are still in the mix to qualify for a finals position, maybe having those players coming in fresh could be a huge benefit. So in terms of the importance, vital game for the Bulldogs to pick up back-to-back wins. Whilst Raiders, they are really starting to gel. They're getting consecutive wins on the board now. And realistically, this is a game that they should win. They were a top eight side last year. And yeah, there's a lot of talk around the Canberra Raiders here. So huge game for both sides. Of course, there's the Jack Whiten situation. But now I think... We turn our focus not to Rabbitohs next year. Let's enjoy uh, watching him play one last season for the Canberra Raiders because they are still in with a shot, but they have potential to unravel. So the importance of this game, very understated. Raiders, of course, huge response last weekend to get over the Dolphins by one point. They were in the news, everyone talking about that Whiten situation. And Jack played his best game probably since his Delhi M season. So there is still definitely room for improvement for Canberra, and that's pretty scary for the rest of the competition. For the Bulldogs in this game, if they are to win, my point of difference for them is Reid Marnie. Now Canberra, they, they're hooking stocks at decent, but it's not screaming premiership level, whereas Reid Marnie was instrumental in helping Parramatta reached the grand final last year. So I just feel like Canberra, at points what they're missing in the number nine jersey, I think Bulldogs have that in spades. So if Dogs win, I expect Reed Marnie to really get this side around the park. He has excellent service. So expect early ball to his halves to work with the guys outside of him and expect crisp service for these middle forwards to get on the front foot against Canberra. I'm expecting a really tight game. Bulldogs, they're going to be desperate for another win. Whilst Raiders, they're really starting to warm up and hit form. So, crucial game for both sides' seasons. And as far as my pick in this game, I'm going to go the Canberra Raiders. Now, as for my reasoning, I just feel like I really like their halves combination, Jack Whiten and Jamal Fogarty. I think they're a bit more established. 
then the Bulldogs halves, which they're trying to bring Oluwapu through. And then whilst Bulldogs get some guys back in the middle of the park, I just still think Canberra, their forwards, especially in this one, are going to be up for a big game. Now, this one taking place at Suncorp Stadium in Queensland, and there are a couple of guys for the Raiders who are going to want to show Billy Slater, like, I am raring to go for State of Origin. Now, Josh Papali'i, I honestly don't know if he's going to get picked this year. So that is something not getting talked about as much. If he does get picked, most likely going to be his last series. So, look, Josh Papali'i, no certainty to play Origin. And up against the Bulldogs here, look, I think he'll have that in the back of his mind. So this is going to be a battle of the Fords. I feel like Papali'i is going to be raring to go. And so is Corey Horsburgh, who could, coincidentally, be the player that displaces Josh Papali'i in the Queensland Origin lineup. They have a fair few forwards, especially middles, that they need to fit in there. So look for Horsburgh and Papali'i to have massive games. Joseph Tarpane, I think if he can get his offloading going, which was a major part of his form and why he was the best front rower in the world last year, he always makes meters, but it's that creativity with second phase play that can really get Raiders on the front foot here. I think Joseph Tarpane, Horsburgh, Josh Papali'i, and Hudson Young, who could very well be in the mix himself for a state of origin call-up, he, I think, he could do a job, especially starting on the left edge. So there are a lot of players fired up for the Raiders. They've been talked about. They had the response last weekend, and now they've got a bit of momentum behind them. If Bulldogs win, that is going to be really exciting. Their fans, well, they can start to get behind their team more than ever. I know they're doing a fantastic job already supporting the boys, uh, but if they win here, then their prospects lift to that next level and their fans can really ride a potential return to finals in 2023. So a lot at stake, but let's lock in the tip. First game of Magic Round, I'm going to take the Canberra Raiders on the back of their Ford pack with a Xavier Savage try somewhere in that mix to get it done over a Bulldog side that has a very bright future. Raiders over Bulldogs, let's now get amongst the Friday night game. Up next, home game for Manly uh, in probably what's the weekend centred around. Manly playing at their beloved home as it starts to... It's pouring rain a lot here in Melbourne. Uh, it starts to rain, but fuck it. We, we digress. Heavy rain, though. Nothing, nothing we can do about that. Uh, but yeah, Manly at home, Suncorp Stadium, up against the Brisbane Broncos who travel away to Suncorp Stadium at this is a massive game. Some key inclusions, Tom Trebojevic back in for Manly, Tolu Kola, Brad Parker return to the side, uh, but the biggest of all inclusions is on the Broncos side. Payne Haas was sorely missed in that Rabbitohs loss last weekend, as was Ezra Mam, who comes back into the halves. Broncos coming off a disappointing loss against Souths, and very similar for Manly who are coming off a dreadful loss against the Gold Coast Titans. So expect this one to be fierce. Now, point of difference 
is that Brisbane Broncos are playing Magic Round at their home ground of Suncorp Stadium. And like Katoni Stagg said, uh, or alluded to during the Dolphins win, this is their fucking house. So everyone's gathered at their house. They are the hosts. They got to have the most. They got to bring something to the table, uh, especially given a response is due after that Rabbitohs loss. Uh, but look, some big inclusions for Manly, and they'll be up for this game, no doubt. They definitely have a team capable, but all the talk this week has been about Josh Schuster, uh, a dust-up at training with Dean Matteson, reportedly, uh, allegedly, over a haircut insult. So, look, they need Schuster to be in peak form. Gee whiz, it really is raining. And it really is a bit of trouble at Manly because uh, Schuster, he's not fit, he's not firing. And now, not only is he not fit or firing, he's punching on with people at fucking training. Now, I'm not going to be too critical. It looks like they're getting Kyle Flanagan in and Cooper Johns. But to be a force this year, they really needed the Schuster thing to click. Otherwise, they could have just kept Kieran Foran. So Manly, in a precarious position, now we look to see how they respond to this adversity in their performance, uh, but they're taking on a team who are going to have a bounce-back factor of their own in the Brisbane Broncos, who, look, if I want to nitpick, they do lose a lot when a Carrigan or a Haas or a Reynolds is out of the team, so it is vital that they're on the park. Like, it showed with no pain Haas last weekend. They went from a premiership contender to you know, barely playing finals. So there are still definitely elements of Brisbane's game that needs to be worked on. But most importantly, they have all hands on deck here. And my X factor that I think can get them over the line, we know the Ford Packs is a huge battle. No Jake Trebojevic is a huge loss for the Manly Seagulls. Uh, paired with Payne Haas back into the side, you've got Patrick Carrigan, so I expect the Broncos to be on the front foot. The crowd are going to be behind them. They they have momentum despite the loss last round. No Jake Trebojevic. It, it means, I think, Brisbane have their way through the middle. But ultimately, the X factor is the back line. I think this is where the game is won for Brisbane. You've got Reese Walsh, who really, if Manly aren't up to it, Reese Walsh could tear them apart. Uh, you've got Katoni Staggs and Herbie Farnworth in the centres. Both of them, I think, have potential to really trouble their opposition centres in this one. You've got Jesse Arthur and Selwyn Cobbo on the wings, and Ezra Mam and Adam Reynolds. That is where I see the points coming. So if the Brisbane Fords can get on the front foot, I think Ezra Mam back into the side. He's been remarkable defensively, but the biggest strength, no doubt, of his game is attack. And Broncos are going to need a bit of attack outside of the box in this one to beat Anthony Seabold's Seagulls. Uh, but Ezra Mam, look, with ball in hand, he is so dangerous. Adam Reynolds, look, he is leading this side better than anyone could ask. So I, I think the halves and ultimately Brisbane's backline, they're going to be able to capitalize. They've got points in them. I see Brisbane responding here and I'm interested to see what shape Tom Trebojevic is in, especially you'd have to presume he gets picked for origin. Uh, now we know how important he is to the manly side. 
And yeah, I've broken the season into three. You'd know if you've listened to the podcast before. We've just finished the first third. Trebojevic still fit, uh, but now comes Origin. Now comes everything else. And for the Seagulls, they need to lift to that next level. So I'll be watching out how they perform. Brisbane, well, they were the best team across the first third of the competition. But now, look, we saw last year they fell away at the back end. They have Magic Round at home. A ton of games in Queensland this year. Brisbane have to find a way to take their game to a new level now. Because sides will start to study the way they're playing. Teams will be better prepared for them than they were at the start of the season. uh, Watching videotape and things like that. So Kevin Maltese, now's a huge test of his coaching ability. He's been passing with flying colours so far. uh, But there are still question marks on exactly how far Brisbane can go. I see them not quite lifting to the next level here. I think Manly will trouble them at stages. But I just think the Brisbane we've seen so far this season will come out and respond. So I think we get a response from Brisbane. They're playing at home. And Magic Round, this is a game with a lot of eyeballs on it. I'm locking it in. Brisbane Broncos over the Manly Seagulls. Now let's get in to the Super Saturday action. Suncorp Super Saturday too. All at Suncorp this weekend. Up next, my guys, the eighth placed Warriors were fighting to defend that position in the top eight. And as a Warriors fan, we've had some epic challenges so far this year. We've gone down to the Roosters twice, including 14 nil last weekend. To get held to nil at Mount Smart Stadium, definitely far from ideal. Uh, but tough game against the Storm, short turnaround against the Chooks. And now they roll into Magic Round against the Penrith Panthers, who they look busted up. They look sore. They look a bit tired, to be quite frank. Uh, but they are still, you'd have to say, the favourites to win the Premiership this year. Uh, but they just had a huge upset loss against the Tigers. And I just feel like they've been up for so long and they seem to be feeling feeling the pinch a little bit. <sighs> Excuse me, I got some shit on my glasses. Not actual shit though, I promise. That'd be pretty pretty outrageous. But yeah, I'm a Warriors supporter, so this is a huge test for us. Seventh placed Panthers looking for a response. They are no doubt going to be up for this game. Uh, but physically, exactly where are they at? What I'm going to do before I make my prediction, I'm just going to look through the teams uh, and speak a little bit. So fullback, Chance Nicole Klukstad back in the side for the Warriors, and the ever-reliable Dylan Edwards for Penrith. Uh, Both of these guys have a huge role to play in this game. In the back line, you have Dallin Wateni-Zelezniak, a former Panther, and Adam Pompey on that right side, taking on Tyrone Peachy, and Sunia Taruva. Taruva, someone who I think is feeling the pinch of regular first grade time now. And Isaac Tungo, killing it at left center. Tyrone Peachy, though, has burnt us before. So we need to contain him. Uh, Peachy and Taruva up against Wateni Zelezniak and Pompey. Uh, then on the left side for the Warriors, you have Marcelo Montoya and Ed Cossey up against Penrith's elite right side in Stephen Crichton and Brian Toto. Uh, so just looking on paper, 
that could be a major point where they target the Warriors' left edge in defense and throw a lot of traffic towards Stephen Crichton and Brian Toto. In the halves, former Warriors ball boy and Panthers co-captain Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai up against Dylan Walker, who's been excellent for us so far. Right now we need him in the halves. And Sean Johnson, who's experiencing a real career revival. Uh, the battle of the halves, crucial in this one too, as is the battle in the middle. James Fisher-Harris, back in for Penrith, is a huge inclusion. It's exactly what they need on a bit of tired legs. The injection of a leader like James Fisher-Harris, alongside another Kiwi international in Moses Leota. So two New Zealand internationals up against the New Zealand side in the competition. Adam Fanua Blake and Bunty are four. That is a matchup, particularly Adam Fanua Blake up against James Fisher-Harris that really piques my interest. In the number nines, Mitch Kenny for the Panthers and former Panther Wade Egan, who's become a real leader for the New Zealand Warriors. Interesting back rows. You've got Scott Sorensen and Zach Hosking up against Jackson Ford and Murata Niokore. Two signings for the Warriors this year who are part of the reason why we're starting to thrive. And look, my game changer for both sides, uh, definitely the lock forwards. Isaiah Yo for the Panthers. I think the work he gets through in the middle is essential here. And not just that, but the creativity and just being that link through the middle of the field. I think he has potential to cause the Warriors a lot of trouble and also defensively be able to shut down uh, a lot of the plays that we're throwing through the middle. But my biggest game changer in the Warriors' favour is the return of Torhu Harris. I don't know if he's at 100% physically. I hope he's close to it uh, because Torhu, we missed him badly last round. And yeah, when he was on against the Melbourne Storm, that was when we were on the front foot. That is when we were ahead of the game. Uh, so Torhu Harris, I was stoked to see his inclusion here. And on the benches for Penrith, Sonny Luke, he's someone uh, I'm interested to see what minutes they give him. Because with a bit of extra time on the field here, I think he could be the one that really creates opportunities for Penrith. Like I said, Penrith just seemed a little bit sore and tired, feeling the pinch of being the top side for so long. You have to be up for every game. Uh, Sonny Luke is someone who can really swing the favour uh, for Penrith Panthers. Then you've got Liam Henry. This kid has been killing it at cup level uh, through the middle. He's not a big name by any means, uh, but I think he's going to impress. There's no Spencer Lanier here, uh, so I think Liam Henry plays a similar sort of role. And he's someone that, yeah, I, I don't think anyone's going to be speaking about, but Fisher-Harris and Leota have to come off at some point. Lindsay Smith, Liam Henry, look, a lot of Penrith young guys have left to other clubs for an opportunity at NRL level. Here are two Penrith juniors getting their shot at NRL level to start to establish themselves as first graders. And traditionally, when Panthers have faced the Warriors and these kind of operators have come into the side, they've performed really well. So look out for Lindsay Smith, Liam Henry off the bench, as well as Sonny Luke, uh, with Jamin Salmon as well. So if this is a tight game and fatigue starts to set in, the benches could be more important than ever in this game. So Penrith 
solid bench, a more than solid bench. And for the Warriors, we've got Bailey Sirinan, Josh Curran, both edge back rowers. Uh, I love Josh Curran. Bailey Sirinan, interested to see how they use him here. Dimitrik Sifakula in the number 16 jersey. Shout out to Dimitrik, made his Warriors debut last weekend. And by all reports, he's a young kid that has worked super hard during the preseason and well and truly earned his shot. So now second time in first grade, coming off a pretty disappointing loss. Excited to see uh, what he can do in the minutes he's given. And Tom Arle in jersey 17. I'm going Warriors. Uh, may as well just get that out there. Bias pick for sure. Penrith, you'd have to say on paper, going to win this game. But yeah, they just look a little bit vulnerable. Like I said, feeling the pinch. And so are the Warriors. We had the short turnaround against the Roosters. We didn't score any points. This is in a neutral venue uh, for Magic Round. But yeah, the Warriors were eighth. We need to stay in touch. So there's definitely bias within this pick. But this is a game I've been eyeing off on the calendar ever since the draw was released. Because Penrith are the benchmark. They are seventh. And we are eighth. So we have a chance in this early part of the season. Now Magic Round, I've said, the competition lifts to a new level. So if the Warriors can start this off by beating the Panthers, that's, that's going to the next level. And we'll actually surpass Penrith on the ladder. But if we lose, Penrith, as we all expect them to do, will rise straight back up the ladder. Especially given how close it is on competition points. The fluctuations and the seesawing, it's going to be outrageous. It's, there's going to be a lot of it. And for the Warriors, we were sitting in the top four, but now back-to-back -back losses has us sitting eighth. They've both been against top-tier opposition, and this is a game against top-tier opposition. So it's a real danger game, but what swings me in favor of the Warriors, Torhu Harris. Because Dylan Walker's playing 5-8, we kind of miss his ball playing, through the middle of the field, uh, and that showed with no Torhu Harris last weekend. So with Torhu back in, now we don't just have great attack on the edges through our halves, uh, but through the middle. If we can get, you know, momentum, uh, make meters, and just keep going forward, then Torhu's someone who can really create opportunities. 100% bias in this pick, uh, but I am still riding the Warriors. I still believe uh, more so than ever so now's the time there's no excuses it doesn't matter what the draw is we've lost to roosters we've lost to storm we need to come away from this challenging period with a win especially i'm pretty sure warriors don't have any home games during may which look i don't really care but it also sucks that they stayed away from fucking home for so long and like no home games in may uh, but it is what it is. And the Warriors, they have that mentality. It is what it is. They are not complaining about lack of home games. Now comes the most challenging part of our season so far. We sit 8th place. We could finish this round in the finals race. Or we could finish this round starting to decline on a 3-fight slide. So, hugely important game. Penrith are definitely going to be up for it. Tigers were the ones, I think who benefited and could catch them off guard. Uh, but Penrith, they just look a bit tired. And Warriors, we're tired too. But yeah, this, this is a big game. It's a really big game. And I truly believe Warriors can get it done. So 
yeah, probably 1 to 12, definitely 1 to 12, but somehow, some way, Warriors find a way to get it done. Let's lock it in. Uh, definitely can consider that there is 100% bias in this pick. New Zealand Warriors to get themselves back up and running. Magic round, best way to do it. Win over Penrith. Warriors over the Panthers. Let's get on to the next Saturday game. Fans of aquatic nature are going to be over the moon as we have two fish with their fins both up. Battle of the fins. Second place sharks in dolphins territory. Ninth place dolphins. They both have fins. Their fins at this stage of the season are still up, especially the Cronulla sharks. They sit second, uh, but dolphins sit ninth. Still in the finals mix. Uh, as far as teams, Branko Lee's been named in the centres, but there's talk. We're going to get to see the cult hero, Valence Tefare, make his debut. Uh, but I saw I saw a headline, I was like, I can't be fucked clicking it, uh, that I think there might be a couple of hurdles before he's officially named to play. But that in itself, something to watch. That is a magical time too. Magic round, we get to see Valence unleashed. So that's going to be exciting. Uh, Sharks, just looking through their team, relatively the same. They are missing Braden hamlin Uale, but they got Dale Finucane back. Sharks starting to find their right gear as well. I think they are, or I've said in the Weekend Rap podcast, they are premiership contenders. And what I've said about the Dolphins is that these guys, these fin-related uh, aquatic creatures, they have their fins up. They have their fins up still. They're competing week in, week out. There is no quit in these aquatic creatures, either of them. Uh, so it makes Fila a very fun game. Uh, just having a look. It's good to see Felice Kafusi back. Anthony Milford on the bench uh, for the Dolphins. Tessie New back into the side as well on the wing for the Dolphins. But let's talk about the game itself. You have Wayne Bennett, the master coach. Working some of the best magic we've ever seen up against Craig Fitzgibbon, who has magically turned the Sharks uh, from a very solid side into the, one of the best in the competition. Uh, tactically, I'm interested to see the game plan from both sides. Uh, but Dolphins, it would seem a little bit outgunned here. Cronulla, they just seem synchronized. They seem like a well-oiled machine. Dolphins, though... They could snatch a win. And if they do, well, then we get really excited about their prospects of playing finals this year. Uh, but in the end, I just think, like I said, Sharks, they're just synchronized. They have the combinations down pat. Jesse Ramian and Siononi Katoa out on that right side. You've got Nikora. You've got Nico Hines. Uh, then on the left, you've got Matt Moylan, who is managing to stay on the park. Sifa Talakai has been killing it, Ronaldo, Mulatalo, you've got Teague Wilton, you've got some hardened leaders like Wade Graham, Cameron McGuinness, or McInnes, coming off the bench, mind you, and Dale Finucane captaining the side. Uh, so I just think Sharks, like Dolphins, their plan has been to come out and compete, give themselves a chance in every game with the classic 
Wayne Bennett high completion style. Uh, but yeah, I think the Sharks can match them here. I think Dolphins will compete. I, I don't know if Sharks will blow them off the park uh, like they were able to do to the Cowboys. Dolphins have shown that they have a lot more toughness by this stage of the season. Uh, but ultimately, I just think Cronulla, they, they've got one goal this year. And they are all working toward one common goal. Uh, so are the Dolphins, but their goal is longer term. So right now, for 2023, their objective is to be competitive. Sharks' objective is to be a premiership outfit this year. Nothing else is acceptable, I am sure. That is the standard. Uh, so you've got a team who are just, they're locked in. And as I've said many times now, the competition from Magic Round onward, it goes to a next level. And there are still more levels to come. Uh, so Cronulla, they sit second. They didn't have the best start to the year, but they sit second now coming into Magic Round. I expect them to start taking their game to the next level. And Dolphins, well, now the big question is can they maintain the level they've been at and start to build on that? I do believe that they will be able to, uh, but yeah, ultimately, I'm going Cronulla Sharks here. I think they rise to that next level, and I think we could be looking at potential premiers. I really think a grand final is, is right in reach for the Sharks. There are a few teams in the mix, but Sharkies, they sit second, and I, I don't think we've seen the best of them yet. Sharks over the Dolphins, Battle of the Aquatic Creatures. Now let's get on to the next Saturday game. If you want to speak about the second part of this season being next level and sides, Premiership contenders taking their game to the next level, look no further than this Saturday night game the 4th-placed Melbourne Storm, the 3rd-placed South Sydney Rabbitohs, both in the top 4. Now, the real challenge lays ahead. You've got Origin. Like I said, the second third of this comp, it lifts to that next level. Uh, so this is a massive game, magic round. You have the Rabbitohs coming off back-to-back -back wins and massive statements. Epic statements. They beat the Panthers in the last minute of the game a side that has troubled them for so long, and then they come out, and look, some people might have said, okay, but Panthers, uh, they haven't been as impressive this year. Well, what about the Brisbane Broncos? First placed, easily the most impressive side in the first part of this competition, and South blew them off the park. They didn't blow them, they just blew them off the park. And everyone had South Sydney right in the premiership that raced this year, uh, but they have stepped it up, and they roar into the second part of the season against a Melbourne Storm side who were very concerning to start season 2023. They are fourth, and on the weekend rap podcast last weekend, I broke the competition into three tiers, uh, premiership contenders, finals contenders, and then teams just outside of the mix who could still potentially make a run, uh, but I think their season's if they don't start to get wins, could be over by the time we come out of the origin period. But Melbourne Storm and Rabbitohs, they are both full of a, a part of a handful of sides. Can't speak fucking English. They are part of around six teams that I have as genuine, legit premiership contenders. Now, Melbourne Storm, probably not rolling 
exactly to their premiership standard, uh, but I just think you have to give the respect to Craig Bellamy, and they still have an all-star lineup. Rabbitohs, they are starting to get fit and firing as the season goes on. That is exactly what you want to see from a side. And yeah, third versus fourth. These are two legit premiership contenders. They met earlier this year. Cameron Munster on fire. Melbourne Storm 18-10 winners in a game that the Bunnies were never really in. So for Melbourne Storm, this will be huge for their top four finishing prospects. If they can get the double, the clean sweep over the Rabbitohs. And I have a feeling, just a sneaky suspicion, they've met two times now uh, in the regular season. I don't think this will be it. There is every chance these sides meet up during finals. So if Melbourne Storm can roll into that finals game, uh, potential finals game, with two wins over the Rabbitohs, that is huge. So there is a lot at stake in this game. Like I said, competition goes to a new level. Uh, South Sydney, they've gone to that new level early. They're already playing at that level. Uh, so it's going to be up to what Melbourne Storm can do. They know that they can beat this Rabbitohs side uh, and they're going to want to do it again. Top four clash. Winner remains in the top four and there is a lot of season to play. So an essential game it's for two premiership contenders. Uh, team news. Alicia Katoa is back in. Uh, so Storm coming off the bye. Good chance for them to give Katoa a rest after that head knock. Uh, but Katoa, he's back in the side. That's really it. For Melbourne, for the Bunnies, only one change. Davey Moali out. And Liam Knight has been out from a knee injury. Uh, he is back in. Now, I think the Ford Pack, Rabbitohs, their Ford Pack, I think, has potential to win them the game here. We saw in the Warriors-Storm game, when Nelson Asofa Solomona is off the field, they lose a ton defensively in that middle. Christian Welch, an always reliable worker, uh, but he just can't do it all on his own. Now, Big Nelson has a huge presence, but I just think Rabbitohs, they have a few more guys. In that middle, Cameron Murray, Hame Sale, Tavita Totola, Tom Burgess was outstanding last weekend, Jai Arrow, Liam Knight. Uh, so I'm going to go the Rabbitohs. This is a huge 50-50 game. I actually went Rabbitohs against the Storm earlier this year, and I was super disappointed. But since that point, Rabbitohs, they've gone to that next level for phase two of the competition. And yeah, I see... The battle of the middle forwards being how they get it done. I think Melbourne, they'll hang in there. Uh, but if Big Nelson leaves that field, I think that's the big chance for South Sydney to snatch this game. Let's lock in the next pick of Magic Round. The South Sydney Rabbitohs in an absolute blockbuster to get it done over the Melbourne Storm. And that will lead us very nicely into a super, super Suncorp Sunday. Let's get amongst it. I spoke before about how I split the competition into three tiers. Uh, two clubs in the bottom tier, Dragons and Tigers. The last place, 17th place Tigers, up against the 15th placed Dragons. Both sides who are still trying to just get their way uh, forward and move on an upward trajectory. Now, Tigers have established that. They've been improving each week 
And finally, the breakthrough victory over the Panthers in awful conditions. That, that could be the start of something. Now, it's the second third of the competition. Tigers, it's funny. I just, I was thinking maybe, just maybe, we see a bit of a Parramatta 2009 kind of season. Not so much one player having a freakish year, uh, but just this whole team hitting form. Who knows? But it has to start here. Out of the first third of the competition, Tigers were easily the worst side. And just as far as competition points, the ladder is so congested, they just simply have to start winning now. Although it seems like Tim Sheens, they're looking at the bigger picture. And not so much the results of this year, but building the club up to be competitive and a top eight side. So West Tigers, look, can that Penrith win? Be the catalyst for what they need to really make a remarkable run. And just given their start to the year, I think just the underdog tag, people will get behind it. If they start winning and slowly but surely moving up the ladder, I think that'll be a huge talking point and something that people speak about in a positive light. Not like, oh shit, okay, Tigers are winning, but like, here we go. This is what we've been begging to see from the Tigers. Now, in West Tigers fashion, they could come out, lose this weekend, and totally drop their bundle, shit the bed, as they are known to do. But I'm an optimistic guy, and the players in that team, like, I really think Luke Brooks, I keep saying competition, has to go to the next, or does go to the next level. Brooks has to go to that next level. He is the number seven. A lot of criticism, plenty of it unwarranted, uh, but he has to be that guy. They don't have a Jared Hayne 2009 guy who is just going to explode out of nowhere. So Luke Brooks, he's the halfback. He has the keys to the side. He is one that really needs to stand up uh, if Tigers want to make a run. The centres, Safed Toa and Tommy Talao, two very talented young players, Nofaluma, Junior Tupo on the wings, uh, Jareen Buller at fullback, the rising star of last round. So it seems like Tigers, from round one to this point, they're starting to get an idea of what their best 17 looks like. And now that they're getting a bit of continuity, they're starting to get results, or one result but a very big one. So the challenge for Wests here is to get the result against a Dragon side. You'd have to say Dragons are favourites, but at times they're so awesome that they could blow uh, the Tigers off the park. Not a lot of awesome times though. A lot of very underwhelming ones. So this is a real head-scratcher of a game to pick. Ben Hunt, the halfback, he's someone, unlike Luke Brooks, who has elevated his game over the years to the absolute elite level. So Ben Hunt with an important role. Uh, Tyrell Sloan starting to find his feet. They've dropped Jacob Little. Uh, so interesting that Mbai in the number nine. But Jaden Sullivan, he has been forcing Griffin's hand to pick him in the side. He's in the number 14. Uh, Michaeli Ravalawa back into the side. And biggest news, Max Fierge into the centres. Zach Lomax dropped and reportedly filthy about it, which makes sense. Uh, but Zach Lomax dropped. He hasn't been performing that well, so it does kind of make sense. Dragons looking for some answers. 
it's just not happening. Like when I spoke about the Sharks, they all have that one common goal of working toward the Premiership. The Dragons, their board has one goal, Anthony Griffin has another, Ben Hunt has another, all these players within the teams have different sort of goals, and they're not on one unanimous path. Neither are the Tigers, but they've kind of uh, been in the trenches, essentially. They've had to ride some really rough times in this early season together, and maybe it's brought them together as a side. So West Tigers are the biggest watch in this game. Some people would call it a shit-slinger. I'm actually really curious about this game, uh, and especially the Tigers. Who knows? I really want to get around an underdog story. I want to see them start to get some wins and put some pressure on those sides in the lower part of the ladder. Uh, So West Tigers. I'm going Tigers in this one. And I'm just going to lock that in before... Uh, before I changed my mind, because yeah, I've gone Tigers three times, they let me down, I gave up on them, they beat the Panthers, and I like their chances here. Now, I'm optimistic, they could make a run, I love Bateman and Isaiah Papali'i, I think this side could realistically make a run, especially with Coruscant in the number nine, uh, but yeah, every time I've tipped them, they've been massive letdowns, so I'm prepared to be let down once again. And it's given me an idea of being a Tigers fan. They've let me down only a handful of times. I cannot imagine the last decade. Uh, So yeah, I'm going to go the Tigers though. I've been waiting for ages uh, to get around the Tigers. And that Penrith win is finally a reason to get around this team. Luke Brooks, he needs to be the MVP in this game. Ben Hunt, we know what he can do for the Dragons. But sometimes St. George, the rest of the side, they're just not quite on board. Now if everyone in this Tigers side can get on board, which I think is what they're going to do after that Panthers win, Brooksy, he can run the show. He's thrown a really good running game so far this season. I think if he runs the ball a few times, he has potential to really threaten the Dragons defense. I bet he's the halfback, so he needs to be the jack of all trades. He's got to have a solid kicking game. He's got to talk, communicate, get the side around the park, which Brandon Wakeham, uh, he can take a bit of that load as well. That sounded kind of fucking weird. He can shoulder some of the responsibility. I <laughs> will say that. Um, but yeah, halves combination, vital for both sides. Uh, but yeah, Brooksy. He's going to have John Bateman and Isaiah Papali'i who get through way more work than a lot of back rowers in this competition. He has great forwards through the middle. Clemmer coming off his Best game in ages, Stefano Utoikamanu, Alex Twal. So look, they can be coming through the middle here, and I just I feel like if Tigers can do that, Luke Brooks, it is the halfback's job to win games for his side. For the longest time it hasn't happened. I've been calling for him to move on to another club. A lot of people have. It seems like change would just be best, but the Tigers have just stuck with it. It's now or never, it has to pay dividends, and I don't mean this in a critical way of Luke Brooks. I just see, I still believe he's very talented. And now, after having so much change in his time at the Tigers, different coaches, different players around him, now he has some truly elite players to work with. And it's up to him uh, to have a bit of that greatness rub off and take his game to new heights. Luke Brooks. 
Fucking hell, this is such a ridiculous pick. Luke Brooks, man of the match. West Tigers to get it done over the Dragons. And who knows? There could be an underdog narrative on the cards. Tigers over the Dragons. Let's get into the next game. Sunday 4pm uh, is a game that could fuck a lot of people's multis. Somehow, uh, probably not though, 5th place Roosters up against the 16th placed Cowboys who technically have the home advantage, uh, but Cowboys worst side in the comp at the moment. I spoke about them on the Weekend Rap podcast, shortened pre-season, World Cup hangover, a gruelling origin series last year. Uh, Jermaine Nat or Jeremiah Nanai just hasn't been up to that same form. Now they're going to be missing him for four weeks. It's just not working at the Cowboys. They don't look like they'll play finals this year. Roosters clicking into gear. Uh, slowly but surely. And still no Sam Walker. Brandon Smith named. But did get injured last week. Hurt his neck. I think they should. Well who cares what I think they should do. But yeah they probably should go Jake Turpin to hooker. Depends. You don't really want to risk Brandon Smith at this stage of the season. Cowboys debutante named as well. Kuli Kefu, a fine Fuyaki. That was pretty good for me. Uh, don't want to fucking blow my own trumpet, but good good luck to the kid. Uh, other than that, Tom Chester out for the season, which sucks. Um, and what else sucks is the Cowboys. They, they suck. The players don't. That's why there is potential that they can come out and just have one of those wins where they come out and just silence some of the critics. But at this point, I wouldn't go near the fucking Cowboys. Not with a 10-foot pole. Uh, Roosters. Uh, Drew Hutchison back in the centres, which I've already spoken about in the past. Not huge on that. But, I mean, they're starting to get their full-strength team back. Butcher Brothers killing it. You've got Satili Tupaniwa and Angus Crichton on the bench. Matt Lodge on the bench. Uh, Victor Radley, Lindsay Collins, Jared Wairia Hargreaves, Luke Carey, Joey Manu, Jackson Paolo is killing it. He's someone in this game who I reckon could score multiple tries. Uh, Joseph Akuso Sawali'i, my guy. I'm fucking getting all right at the pronunciations. Uh, yeah, he's gun. He's going to Union. Boo. Uh, but he's a fucking gun. Peter Hiku will be looking at the team sheet this weekend thinking... Ah, crikey, crikey, crikey. Uh, Kyle felt reliable, but yeah, Roost is just going to have have too much here, I think. Cowboys, I don't know, there's kind of like a vision I can see in my head. I hear like Dan Ganane or some shit being like, the Cowboys have done it. I can see them just pulling some epic performance out of their ass. Uh, but last weekend against the Sharks, in honour of Paul Green, uh, they got fucking belted. They just weren't up for it, so... If they're not up for that, I don't think they'll be up for this. But that's kind of the danger, thinking that way, and then they are up for this, and they get the win. Um, but that that's just a low percentage play. That's a Sam Walker cutout pass, and it might go out to the wing. We might score a try, but we'll go the high percentage play, the Sydney Roosters. Uh, Cowboys, yeah, they, they look flat. They don't look good. They look very concerning. In saying that, look, they could they could shock us all and win this game. They could also get 50 put on them. Uh, so I'm just going to go kind of that middle margin 
between their best and their worst. And if both sides are at their middle, not quite their best, not quite their worst, Roosters are still streets ahead of the Cowboys, who, look, to their fans, I guess Cowboys right now would have to just be saying, if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best, which is fucking so true. So damn true. Uh, But yeah, I'm not a Cowboys fan. Love seeing them succeed. Like, always happy for their success. Um, But yeah, I guess don't cry because their run's over. Be happy it happened, Cowboys fans. We live, laugh, learn, and we get this prediction out of the way. Roosters. I'm going to go the Roosters over the Cowboys. Uh, If you can't deserve, I mean, fucking if you can't handle the Cowboys at their worst, which right now I can't. Uh, then I don't deserve them at their best. Uh, And yeah, I don't think Magic Round, we're going to see their best. And if we don't, then it's pretty much curtains on their season. If any game requires a response, it's this one. So I'm going to have a close eye, my eagle eye fixated on the Cowboys. Uh, But yeah, Roosters, high percentage play. Let's move on. Sydney Roosters over the Cowboys. Only one game to go. Next one, last one of the round. Your guess is as good as mine as to what the hell is going to happen in our last game of Magic Round. The Titans, woot woot. Uh, I don't know where the fuck that came from. Uh, at Suncorp Stadium. All the fans will make the long trek from the Gold Coast. They'll get amongst it. Huge win against the Seagulls last round. Up against the Eels who absolutely smashed the Knights but left a lot of opportunities out there. And there are more teams than eight this year that look finals material. So Eels on paper, yeah, they're finals material, but they aren't by no means guaranteed access to that final series. They need to get their act together. And yeah, this, I have no idea what the hell is going to happen. No Brimson, Jaden Campbell. Uh, Eels looked at him for a bit of X Factor. He was like, nah. Then Gutherson was like, bro, I have the X Factor, you dicks. Uh, now that's the matchup here at fullback. Clint Gutherson, I reckon just quietly he might might do a bit of a number on the Titans just to let Jaden Campbell know, even though he declined the offer. Like, fuck off, fuck off. I'm King Gutho. Uh, but Jaden Campbell's so exciting. Favourite young player at the Gold Coast Titans to watch. Alofi Khan Pereira has been explosive. He's not matching up against Mike Acevo, but, I mean, there are two exciting wins. Fucking, what am I even talking about? I can't speak English. Two exciting wingers, uh, Will Penasini, P-E-N-I-S-Sini, uh, he's a gun, he's a gun. But yeah, mainly my main takeaway from this game is who the hell knows what's going to play out here. Uh, Kieran Foran, not at full fitness, but still playing really well. Uh, but I think the thing that swings me in favour of Para, they're halves. Dylan Brown coming off his best game of the season. Mitch Moses really creating some opportunities on that right side of the field, fucking sorry, fucking I digress, I think we can just move past that one, usually I'd stop and edit it out, but I'm on a roll, we're just under an hour, I'm like, I think I can wrap this podcast, um, now Junior Paolo, he has a huge role to play, uh, but other than the halves, the main point of the field where I see Eels really getting the victory is Sean Lane, fucking Andrew Davey, I knew he signed, but didn't realise he was starting this one. Andrew Davey was a bulldog to start this year, now starting for the Eels. Uh, Sean Lane, Jermaine Hopgood, 
Ryan Madison, Bryce Cartwright on the bench. Uh, but uh, I love Tino Vasil Malaawe, Mo Fodawaka, and David Fafita in the starting lineup for Gold Coast. That makes me want to pick the Titans. But yeah, this game is just such a fucking who knows what's going to happen. And I'm going to go the Parramatta Eels. I don't really know why. This one's it's hard to justify either way. Because when I think about the Titans, Fodawaka and Tino, that's epic. That is bloody epic. And then you've got David Fafita running riot. So that makes me think Titans. I'll definitely be more watching in favour of the Titans. I like their Ford pack a lot. But I think Parramatta, with their Fords, they can drag the Titans into an ugly contest, which is not necessarily where Gold Coast thrive. And I just think they're going to have to get gritty. They're going to have to really just put their heads down and get into some tough work. Are the Eels, especially without Campbell Gillard. Uh, but yeah, I, I think they're going to make this a tough grinding contest. And with that, then points should start to flow. Titans, I still just don't know about where they're at defensively. I know they can score tries, uh, but I think there are a lot of threats on the park for the Eels that, that could bust the line wide open. So, look, we're just over the hour mark. Let's may, may as well wrap it here. That way, boom, you can just smash out the whole podcast. And then we look forward to the weekend wrap. Of course, I'll be talking about all the games from Magic Round that'll come out on Sunday. Uh, excited to get some answers to all of the questions poised tonight or posed tonight. My English is just fucking deteriorating, unfortunately. Uh, but let's lock in the last pick of Magic Round. I hesitantly choose the Parramatta Eels. If I have one rose uh, left and I am the Bachelor, I, I give the rose to the Parramatta Eels here. So I'm taking Para over Titans. Whoever wins starts to get their season going. Whoever loses, uh, they're kind of left picking up the pieces. I'll take the Eels over Titans. And with that being said, that is the Magic Round preview. Round 10, uh, those are all the games. Nights with the bye. Uh, now you can follow us on Instagram if you enjoyed the podcast at Not Just a Sports Report. And that, that's basically it until the weekend rap podcast. As soon as I hit that hour mark, I was like, you know what? I like this as a length of time. So let's cut it here. Thank you so much for listening. Appreciate it as always. Enjoy this weekend's action of footy. Uh, and I'll speak to you soon. Very soon for the weekend wrap. It's going to be magical. <laughs>